0: So welcome to the show. I definitely want to start off by saying a huge thank you because I can't believe it on iTunes. We're already on some top lists for best podcast or most listened to podcast of, uh, of the week.
1: Right next to Chelsea Handler and Russell Brand and Conan O'Brien. I cannot believe it.
0: I didn't think my mom could listen to the podcast that many times that it would qualify as that many uh, views.
1: I don't think my mother's <laughs> listened
0: yet. <laughs> my mother has no idea what a podcast is. It's great. So we have uh, two, you said controversial guests today.
1: I think we have, I wanna say, the most controversial couple in Big Brother history on the show today. You either love them or you hate to love them. And I personally adore them and I'm so excited to have them on.
0: Is that just another way of saying not liked? When you say controversial, it makes it sound like, I don't know, because I I don't know a lot about them until I started watching all these videos and then I read all the comments and it seems like a lot of people don't like them.
1: So they actually have a huge fan base of supporters and they are so dedicated. You, you wouldn't even believe how dedicated they are but the haters are, they're just, what's the word I'm looking well, it's, for? It's the they're relentless. Stands, they're
0: relentless, that's a good word of using. And one of the thing that bugs me most about them considering I don't know them is that they have a nickname.
1: Jody Come on, get out here. you just wish you had a nickname. you know you've made it when you have a nickname hashtag jody no, it's
0: so obnoxious
1: your jealousy is a real thing, Lee I'm learning a lot more about you so
0: what's our nickname leary loe 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 <laughs> worst celebrity couple ever, so please welcome to the podcast.
1: Jess and Cody. Ding dong. Who's there? Ding dong. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Say hi, Maverick. Say hi. Hi,
2: Matt. Oh. <laughs> Maverick actually loves the podcast. I can't tell you how many times I record my podcast with her just on my lap and she just stares at the microphone.
1: That's actually funny because I, when I tweeted letting people know that you guys were going to be on the podcast today, one of the questions that was asked was for Maverick. So, Maverick, people want to know, are you more of a, a mommy's girl or a daddy's girl?
3: Who do, you, who do you think she's more drawn to?
1: I think you. I think she acts just like you,
2: but I think she has my facial expressions.
3: She she does stare at me a lot, stare
0: at me. But I love hearing that because I'm expecting my first kid in a few months, and, like, daddy's little girl, like, picturing that, I'm, like, so excited.
3: Aww. I I will say that Maverick, I'm pretty sure I was the first one that Maverick opened her eyes and saw. So maybe
0: that's it. Aww. So cute.
1: All right, guys. I want to get right into this. I told Lee that last night, I don't know if you guys know together, but I had texted you both asking you questions to see how well you know each other. And I asked you very similar questions. So,
3: we, well, al- we always ace these, these l- kind of
1: colours. Do you ace them? Yeah. Let's see, <laughs> Cody. We've never we've never gotten anything wrong. <laughs> Cody, what is Jessica's favorite color?
3: Uh, yellow.
1: Ding 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 ding. Jess, what's Cody's favorite right? color? Yes. Yeah. He has like a very specific blue and white combination
2: that wow. he loves. <laughs> I am
1: impressed because when he said that, I was like, what. That's a favorite color.
3: I said blue and white together.
2: Okay, but like it's a very specific blue. Like you like you like like the baby blue. Baby blue. Yeah.
1: Okay. Next question. (laughs) Cody, who is Jessica's celebrity crush? Me. I guy. Oh Uh, my god. Lee is about to vomit. I cannot.
0: (laughs) That's so not fair to say.
2: And Jess, okay, it, Jess, it, who is Cody's it, it, celebrity crush? It's obviously me because if he wrote down anybody else, he wouldn't be breathing. So, right now. so
1: he actually said Scarlett Johansson. No, I'm
2: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, he doesn't like blonde so that's how I know you're lying. <laughs> I was, yeah,
1: we, uh, I couldn't believe that you guys answered this. That's so funny. Because, well, I,
3: you, 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 know what's strange is, is, I don't know the world we li- we live in. We, mean, we, we know celebrities, so it's not like it's a they're like far out of reach and it's some kind of weird thing that you can say I mean not that we would say it anyway uh with each other and or not with each other anyways but like I don't know we know we know celebrities so it's right because like because like Angelina Angelina, Jolie and
1: Tom Brady are just you know waiting out the front door listen one
2: of these Mm -hmm. days I'm going to meet Tom Brady you wait and see
3: Jessica, Jessica's podcast is uh is booming pretty well. She'll she'll have old Tom Brady on there soon.
1: Tom so,
2: Brady's actually on my list of like guests that I would love to have on a podcast.
1: So I just couldn't believe because Tech uh, Cody was so proud last night. I mean, I think your podcast hit about two hundred thousand downloads, and it's so funny because I told wow. Lee, I'm like, we're so excited because we're on the top charts of Canada. But I mean, two hundred thousand downloads. I mean, I want to clap for you right now because that is freaking amazing. <laughs> That's
0: great.
2: In less than 24 hours. So that was, yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: And you just sat down I don't know with what the our, winner of Big Brother, right?
2: Yeah. So it was, it definitely helped a whole lot that the guest that we had on was fresh out of the house, like morning after. And Mickey's such a controversial character that I feel like had we had. The, had the winner been Holly, it wouldn't have been as... Interesting. Not that it wouldn't have, people People have been like, oh, okay, it was Holly. But people want to tune in because they're like, oh, Mickey, he's controversial. I want to hear what he doing.
1: No, does. I so actually it, it think... Of- I was very excited to listen to the podcast because... Listen, Mickey did a ton of different interviews. I didn't turn it, tune into them. But I think it was the dynamic, <laughs> knowing that you are just so raw... And to the point, and you were going to ask the hard-hitting questions, I think that's what ex- excited and she, people. And to she did. She hit,
3: she, she hit all the wickets for everything. So it
1: was- I, I want to get right into it because Lee also watched the finale. He watched Big Brother. He's a big fan. You straight up asked him the question everybody wants to know, and that was, did you cheat on slop? He completely denied it. We want to know, do you believe him?
3: no.
2: (laughs) I have a very good point that needs to be made because he keeps saying this in all of his interviews that he's standing by that he didn't cheat on slop. People have to remember he has not cashed that check yet. He still has CBS. Like he's wrapped around CBS's finger until he cashes that half a million dollar check and it's in his bank account. Until then, if he's over there like, yeah, I cheated on slop and CBS did nothing about it. They could revoke that check, and then he's back to square one.
1: That's a great point. Huh. And CBS 100% sat down with him for some media training before any of these interviews. I just, you know when it when it comes to Mickey again, I i keep reiterating this. I didn't watch live feeds, so I don't have the same amount of, I don't know, feelings towards him. Or, I think he played an amazing game. Um, obviously, some of his actions were not okay, but um, I think he deserved to win. I really do. And I think if I were on that jury, I would have, I would pick picked Mickey. I want to know you guys. If you were on that jury, who would you have picked for Big Brother Twenty One winner?
3: I, I I already know Jessica would have. Uh... Picked mickey i would have picked holly just to be funny (laughs) just to be funny
2: i want you to know that when i tweeted out like the week before finale ended that i would have voted for mickey i got so much bs from people being like oh how could you say blah 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 but now that mickey has officially won i see so many people saying oh yeah i would have voted for you and i even did a poll on my instagram story yesterday because i wanted to see where people's heads were at and i said had you been on the jury and Holly and Mickey were final two, who would you have casted your vote for and the vast majority of people voted for Mickey and I think it's so funny this effect that Big Brother has that once a winner is crowned it doesn't matter if you hated them through the series people just like start kissing butt they really start kissing butt I don't know if I can curse on this but I'll say kissing butt.
0: (laughs) You you could swear no problem at all but the other controversial thing that happened that I didn't understand, because I didn't watch the whole season and I don't have access to the live feeds. The whole Mickey being called racist.
3: What's up with that? Uh, that was a stretch. So, the, the only thing they, they really had as far as evidence to try and support that accusation was uh, when he was the initial camp counselor. Um, he put up Jessica, Kemi, David, and Cliff and it, with each one, you could find some, some sort of traits that I, I, I don't know put them in a minority category, including Cliff, because they, they say he was old or whatever. Uh, and with that being the case, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess that was evidence enough for, enough, or for people to say, oh, uh, Jackson's racist. But I don't know. It was a stretch. I, I think they probably needed a little bit more evidence to back that up. He he was an he was an asshole. <laughs> so Which is very different. That, yeah, yeah, but if people if, if people wanted to point out like his actual flaw, he was an asshole.
2: But he but, didn't discriminate against who he was an asshole to because if your name wasn't Mama, he was an asshole to you. Yeah. So he didn't discriminate with anyone, in my opinion.
3: I so just so that's why. It re- it really didn't gain much traction or steam. I mean the accusation was out there and once somebody accuses you of something people just jump on that that wagon.
1: It was just the saddest finale I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. He walked out those doors, the confetti goes, and he just looked so sad and defeated it, it was well, awful. They, they,
3: they hit him they hit him with that accusation uh, right before. He walked out and won. I mean, like, so he's he's trying to rack his brain and process what everybody on the outside thinks of him. Like, if they actually think he's a racist, he just, yeah. So, which
2: shows he has a heart. Like, he didn't just turn into dollar signs the second he won. He was more concerned about his reputation in that moment than the fact that he had just won half a million dollars. So, I think that that shows that there's hope in there.
1: I and th- I also think
2: that I think, I think Jack, got off easy. I think Jack was a bigger douche than Jack. 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 That's how I say it. (laughs) Um, I think he was a bigger douche than Jackson ever was.
3: Yeah, they both they both came off very arrogant, very pompous, just uh smug entitled. But uh I I don't know, I didn't see I didn't see racism. And and the thing is, if, if you start setting a pre- precedent where everybody in the house isn't equal, like everyone should be seen as equal game players. And if they're not, and you have to start worrying about what somebody's skin color, gender, or age is, then there, there will actually be future big brothers where people will not nominate somebody just because they're worried about being accused of being racist great
1: point. right yeah. like someone won't put someone on the block initially that's a person of color or you know
3: or vice versa yeah
1: that's a great it, it,
3: point it, it, so so how do, how do you how do you tackle this in a future season i mean if you're uh, a white dude Do you have to put up a white dude right away so you don't look racist? I, I, like, I don't know the answer. Like, it's it's very weird now.
2: Yeah, it's a great point. I also spoke on my podcast. I did an episode with Angela Rockstar from season twenty, and we talked about how, like, essentially, I want to call it the Big Brother effect, because when Big Brother does their casting, um, they put everybody into labels. Like, you have the geek of every season. You have the the old person for every season. You, they have these boxes that they check so when you walk into the house you immediately label people under those stereotypes and it promotes such a stereotypical environment that it kind of like breeds bad behavior
3: well they, well, they typecast like they exactly. like they, 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 pick a type and then they cast that type like they, they specifically do that on purpose and the cast is is diverse for that reason so I mean
2: you have the one gay person every season it promotes stereotyping and yeah it, it's hard to not walk into that environment and not stereotype people especially if you're a fan of the show because you know that there's a certain demographic that's going to be filled within the house
0: but the cast as a cast member you know what you're getting into beforehand like you're the one sitting there doing the intro video and you're saying oh my God, like I have a sweet side, but I'm also a bitch. So then you go inside the house and you have both sides, right? But like, it's true. Like it, there's no surprises. So you know what you're getting yourself into. So then coming out the other side and saying, you know, like, oh my God, I was portrayed as such a bitch. Well, yeah, but you're going on a show for entertainment and you're setting yourself up for this.
1: Listen, I work with a different, a bunch of different franchises. I work with The Bachelor, Pump Bravo, you know, some on MTV, Big Brother. The Big brother fan base is by far the absolute worst and most de- detrimental and and I know I'm going to offend a lot of fan big brother fans that are listening to this and listen some are amazing but as a whole I think what goes on on social media specifically on Twitter in the big brother world is completely detrimental and you guys experienced that firsthand in your season you know when we just gave you your intro into this podcast we said you guys are by far the most controversial couple in big brother history you either are we i i I believe so people either
3: (laughs) i I, love you
1: or they love to hate you
3: right right and And, and that's that's the and that's the thing the people that are very obsessed with this show they love to hate or they love to accuse. It's just, I mean, that's that's their life. Because if, if they didn't, there would be no drama in, in their obsession.
1: It's almost, I think they need to get rid of live feeds. I think the live feeds make these fans feel like they know these characters so, so well. Um, where they kind of expect something from them once they get off of the show.
0: No, but they'll never do that because having the fans so engaged... All the company see is a dollar sign. So the more people are hating right. Jess and Cody online, the better it is for Big Brother oh. season twenty two.
1: Yeah, but until you have it's somebody...
2: more, so the cost of the live feeds that keeps them yeah. doing the live feeds. Like you have these people paying monthly to watch the live feeds. I think that if you took away live feeds, they would cancel Big Brother.
1: You know, Jess and Cody are very strong and confident people. And I think the way that they handled the amount of trolling and hate that they got, not everybody can handle the same way. So what, what is it going to take? Somebody to come off and, you know, really hurt themselves or something? Because you know how bad it was, Jess. And so I want to know, we went through that together. I want to know, how did you handle that? I mean, I know how you handled it, but I think everybody wants to know how you guys dealt with that.
2: I, I said it a bunch that I don't know what made me think this way, but because I was so um, aggressive on the show, because I got into so many verbal altercations with people, that I was worried that once I got out into the public, if I was out, someone would try to like start a fight with me, because that's what I did in the house. So I was really scared to leave my house, um, especially by myself because i didn't want to go out in public and have you know someone get into an argument with me so that they could record it and put it online or, or something like that um so i stayed home a lot i was very i didn't even i didn't want to be around anybody i was around i was living with a bunch of people i didn't know and didn't like for two months like i didn't want to be with anybody i just stayed home and i think my friends thought i was like a hermit and weird and crazy because I went from being like this social butterfly to it really like changing my personality. That house does something to people.
1: I know. And I have, listen, I have worked with a lot of clients that have come off of these shows needing therapy, needing anxiety medication. It, it really, really does take a toll. And I've seen it firsthand, but you know, there's a lot to say that what you see on TV isn't always as it seems because I remember when you got out of the Big Brother house, I mean, you were head over heels for Cody. You kept saying, I can't wait for you to meet him. I just, I was worried to meet him because he just seemed not happy, not easy, easily approachable. And he was literally the exact opposite. When I met him, when I met him, he was just the most social asking me questions about the bachelor. He, he, Gave me a huge hug. He was just a totally you know, different person.
3: You know, it's it's kind of funny that people got to see that side of me because okay, I spent ten years in the military before that, and I was around my best friends, people I like, and it's been a long time since like I've been around people that I hate, mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a forced situation too, like. So I'm, I'm around these people. I can't get away from them. So the world got to see me. I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. It, it With a personality of just me being around people that I hate. Because I just shut down. I don't, I don't want to be a part of anything. Like I just, I'm, I'm pissed off. And I, I was, I was pissed off the whole time.
1: I, I, was, had kind of I was telling Lee right before this podcast that you're... Exit from the Big Brother house Was by far the most legendary And I want to Discuss that because when you Were evicted and you literally Just stood up Walked on top of that glass table and out of the House did not say goodbye to anyone Did you plan that Because I was I just couldn't Believe the table didn't crack in half
3: <laughs> No No I just uh, I, To be honest uh, Christmas was was crippled to the side there and she takes so much time to, to get up with her crutches and everything and I, I, I wasn't going to wait one second for any of those people to get up I mean I wasn't going to hug anybody so I might as well just take a straight line towards my bag grab it and get out the
0: door so obviously both of you didn't really get along with everybody in the house it's fair to say
3: Uh, I mean Mark and Elena sort of uh, everybody else, no.
0: And it, it's, it, I look at it. It's like you know, as an outsider, not having watched the entire season, like which came first, the chicken or the egg? So it's like, were you guys just being, excuse the language, pricks? So that's why everyone was like pushing against you, or was everyone pushing against you, and then it brought out kind of the worst side of you? Like it's, you said you were in the military, wait, wait, always wait, around you- your friends, but like. When do you think it started? When I nominated five people?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I,
3: I mean, I I I I got the first Hoh, and uh, through odd circumstances, I en- I ended up nominating a third of the cast. And when you do that, your game's pretty much done. You can't do much for your social game, and uh, it's just yeah. That 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 was basically the turning point. And then Jessica had the the opportunity to either. Split ways with me and have a good chance of winning because she probably would have had a really good chance of winning. But, uh, or stick by my side. And that's what she chose to do. And, you know, every, everyone saw that and, you know, appreciated that. Everything fabric.
0: Like like, well, the only way to, like, combat anything negative isn't with more negative, it's really with love. So instead of, like, you know.
2: You would suck at Big Brother. <laughs>
0: I think I would do really well, actually. I, I honestly okay.
2: do. Um, <laughs> Every, everyone does until they were all walk
1: into the house.
3: I've, I've never heard anybody think that they would do bad at Big Brother. Yeah, right? You know,
1: Everyone's Lee, Lee and I got together here for this podcast initially because he he had asked me about potentially getting him on Big Brother Canada or Big Brother U.S. You just,
0: I, you just I, walked away because you were coughing. They said I would do terrible on Big Brother because I'm I, like you see how aggressive sometimes you know the, the friction was in the house, and I understand it's it's two sided. But yeah. I'm a firm believer that if somebody's being negative to you, if you match it with negativity, just everyone's on the defensive, and everyone ends up everyone's worst side comes out. But if you're able to, to- there
2: was it wasn't an emotional issue in the beginning; it was a logical. Um, when you have someone like Christmas, who is a CrossFit champion, sitting on a block next to Jillian, you take out Christmas but because the one veteran in the house doesn't want Christmas to go and everybody wants to be liked and loved outside of the house and they know Paul has a huge fan base, so they're going to do whatever Paul tells them to do, it's not a logical thing anymore. It's, you're playing against an entire house. So the dynamic of our season was completely different than any other season because we had an army against us. And there was no changing that. There was no, even people that we were friends in the house with, with them, Mark and Elena, they still were not fighting with us. There was no converting any anybody at that point. There was no logic to be talked. There was, I can't tell you how many times I tried to sit and have conversations with people to explain to them that this was stupid and they needed to like listen to why they needed to get rid of Christmas. And it just, it was like they were brainwashed and hypnotized. It was, the most bizarre thing
0: so we only see like a fraction of what really happens in the house right because it's it's obviously 24 hours a day and we end up seeing like an hour or two that's it when you guys there's so much tension with other people in the house in the off times that we don't see i'm sure you went back and watched the entire season like are you sitting down and like hanging out with the people that that we see there's conflict with like is there normal times or is it always conflict
3: no uh we just Separated ourselves from everybody. I mean, there was there was no recovering of any kind of social game. Just that all the hate was there. So, uh, yeah, any any opportunity we got to be in a separate room than anybody else, we did. How does that make you <laughs> because, feel?
0: What that? How does that make you feel like when you have to isolate? Like other than like the negativity towards them, but like
3: to be to be honest, because it was me and Jessica, all we needed was each other. And that's what brought us so close together.
2: It was also the days where there was a lot of conflict in the house and we separated. It was hard. I lost a lot of weight in the house and it was because I was so upset and so nervous all the time. I don't like getting into confrontation with people. It doesn't make me happy at the end of the day. It like puts knots in my stomach and I don't want to deal with the drama So, if everyone's hanging out in the kitchen and I'm hungry, I'm not going to go in the kitchen because I know the second I walk in there, someone's going to make a comment. Someone's going to make a snide remark because it's this mob mentality. Like, oh, I've got eight people here in the kitchen and it's us against you. So, I'm going to make a smart-ass comment and it's going to be great and funny. So, I would just not eat. And that, that part was hard. And,
1: yeah. It was a really, really, really tough season. To watch, but ultimately, you know the fans loved you, they coined your name as Jody, and you guys went on to the amazing race and won a million dollars i lee oh. lee let let me just tell this to Lee, so I was following along on Twitter you know this the the last day the last challenge of amazing race i had known that jess and cody made it to the top 3 and i was up all night long and i have two little twins at home i was up the entire night and i knew they made it to top 2 and then suddenly it was like everything vanished and i didn't know what happened and at about 4 in the morning i get a call from jess and cody and they they they're, they they Facetime me I think and they were like, hi, and I, I said to them I'm like, what so what happened did did you win? And Jess said, so Cody and I decided that we're not gonna tell anybody what happened because we <laughs> wanted to be a surprise for everybody when they watch back oh. the show. What what was my response, Jess? I think I hung up the phone. You were pissed. I was.
3: <laughs> yeah, you were. You were offended. <laughs>
2: uh, she was legitimately mad, not even like playing mad. Like, oh my God, how can we? T-? Like, she was legit mad.
3: How am I supposed to get ahead of anything? How am I supposed to be a, a publicist <laughs> if I don't know? Like, this is, this, you, you have to tell your publicist. That's what. I mean, did. it was
1: even funny because CBS at the time, Here when remember. we were emailing back and forth, assumed that I that I knew. And at that point, I mean, I think it was a day after Cody. Convinced, Jess. He's like, we have to tell Lori
0: because Cody. How did you to make this about you in all this? I not-
1: needed to know. I spent the entire <laughs> night. I mean, the thirty days that they were gone, I was obviously. I, I was dying. I ne- I needed to know. I could not. I cannot sleep. I cannot function without knowing. If I mean, th- these are clients, but they're also my really close friends. If they want a million dollars, that's a huge deal. That's not five hundred thousand from Big Brother. It's a million I want to tell dollars. You, I
3: want to tell you that my, my family in the end was very appreciative that I didn't tell them because they got to experience the whole thing and watch it and I mean they it legit came down to the last episode and they got to experience like the joy and, and surprise of us winning. Well
1: I think it worked out because I was able to plan you with CBS a viewing finale party in LA and we had an amazing time and listen, fast forward, you guys, I remember when Cody had told me he wanted to propose to Jess. This was another funny story, you know. I mean, he's Cody's such a guy guy. He doesn't know from rings. Jess, I knew exactly what kind of ring she wanted, so I gave him some hints and he got the ring and he had told me, he had said, I'm gonna wait to do it to propose in three or four days when you're in LA. Again, it's of course it's about me, um, and <laughs> literally that hour, as he got the ring, an hour later
0: he proposed. Oh, I, I understand that one hundred percent. So yeah, so
3: Joey Hamra, uh, the d- designer of the ring, he uh, when we talked with him, he's like, "Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to hold on to this long. And I, I mean, I I didn't know how much I believed him, but I mean, it was legit the hour that I got the ring that I.
0: <laughs> I, was, he was right. So I want to ask both of you separately, and I'm turning off Lori's mic for this one. So she can't even defend herself. <laughs> so Lori is your your, you know, public relations rep. What does that mean? Like what does she do for you? And do you guys have to have a conversation before be like, maybe we shouldn't tell Lori this? Um Jessica.
2: I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I feel like Lori knows everything.
3: (laughs) There's no, there's no secrets. I, I, I feel like Lori's a friend first and, uh, and then she just kind of does some work.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like she knew, she knew about the million dollars before anybody else. She knew about the engagement and she knew about our pregnancy. Like I know she has the password to my Instagram and I was talking to someone about prenatal and like trying to learn about prenatals and she I saw had gone on my Instagram and DM somebody and the prenatal thing was like right at the top of the list so I woke up one morning and I was like Cody Lori knows Lori knows about the baby and I called her up and I was so mad at her I was like why did you go on my Instagram you spoiled the surprise and she was like Gus I have no idea what you're talking about and it was like you're a liar I know you saw the message and she uh, waited a second and she was like wait I thought you were just asking about prenatal. Like, no, are you pregnant? And so she knows everything before most of our family members do. So, yeah, I think that was a good way to put it. She's a friend first.
1: <laughs> but it, it it's funny because it is interesting that I do get a lot of hate from your big brother, from the big brother fans saying, you know, you don't control Cody. like you don't do, you do a terrible job controlling Cody. Why does he say certain things that he does? And you know, what people don't realize is as a publicist, you know, I'm never going to make Cody Nixon into Taylor Swift, nor would I want (laughs) to, you know, my clients don't necessarily listen to me. Cody is who he is. And I think people, a lot of people do love you, for you because you stay true to who you are and you own you, it
3: you know you, you, you know what happens when you start uh, appeasing people and trying to become who who they want like that's when just people lose themselves and then nobody ends up liking them in the end and you just you're just that guy that's appeasing and apologizing and yeah and then you just uh i don't know a, a wet noodle at the end
1: so we got a couple questions um from your fans that I just want to ask you um where should we start here? There's so many. So we're only going to get to a couple. So, let's discuss Couple's Coffee for a second because yeah. I am DM'd constantly. People asking me why could we not purchase Couple's Coffee in Canada?
3: I know. I know. I know. And I uh I've apologized to Canada a lot because we we do have a ton of fans in Canada. I never knew before going on big brother in the amazing race, how much, uh, Canadians love American reality TV. And it just, it's just, in, it's insane. It's a ton of them. Um, so a couple of coffee, uh, my coffee company is only available in the United States. And I blame Amazon. I blame Amazon for a lot of things. Like when, uh, uh recently somebody's somebody's bag was wrecked when it, um, Reach them because they got these robots picking the can or uh, the coffee bags up in the in the warehouses. I blame robots. I blame Amazon. They uh, they don't make it easily uh, easy to ship internationally. So I, I'm still trying to figure that out. But once I do, I mean, trust me, I want to give it to Canada because I guarantee I'd make a killing up there uh, selling coffee. Plus, it's cold up there. I'm sure it's already getting yes, cold.
1: Yes, and so Jess actually smuggled some coffee and shipped it to me and i actually am going to give one to lee no right now way. smell it yeah smell the coffee oh no, no way never smelled anything so good this is awesome oh, i
3: was like he's opening it right I, I, and and if any of you want to head up uh some kind of international smuggling ring for a couple of coffee, that's what i'm, I'm thinking totally just ship that. it to
1: my office here <laughs> I mean, I have people. Yeah. I have people in Montreal asking me, "Do you have some couples coffee? I just want to try a cup. Can this I come over?" This smells amazing. Unbelievable! I
3: get it. It 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 is le- legit. The the number one flavored coffee on Amazon right now. Number one on num- Amazon. I, I I think it's the number two overall average customer reviewed coffee
0: on Amazon right now. Look, I'm not just it's saying great. this and to be nice. And it's <laughs> the number one couples coffee. Number one couples. coffee. it's go- no,
2: Amazon's sorry. choice. Actually,
0: is it? So I'm really not just saying this to be nice, and I'm not like a coffee aficionado. I mean, I drink it a lot, but this smells really, really good. Yeah, yeah.
3: And if you look at the reviews, they they say it all. Oh, all you have to do is take one peek at the reviews. Any and it, what's funny is any of the one star reviews uh, that there's very few. I got, there's like a dozen or something like that out of over 400. Uh, they're all unverified purchasers. There like people that don't because on Amazon you have to purchase and then leave a review but if you don't purchase it and you just review uh you don't get the verified purchaser tag on your comment so what happens is we'll, we'll have people that hate us and they'll say uh like the, the latest one was that uh I have a bad attitude or something and they, and they left the one star yeah
0: but that's fine that's which is fine. very relevant to making coffee right
1: <laughs> like, okay sure so, sure so next question guys who would you like to see on an all-star season? Connor Daly.
3: Wait, what do you... Oh, wait, big, oh. We're
1: talking Big Brother.
2: I know that, but I still think that he should be on... I just want him to be on Big Brother so bad that I don't care.
1: Well, maybe Celebrity Big Brother, role, but all-star. Somebody who has done Big Brother before.
3: Love that. Uh, I mean, I guess my favorites are Evil Dick, Dan Giesling... The more I get to know some of these people, the more I don't. Yeah, like I'm them, not so. a fan of Evil but, Dick. I think
1: he promotes so much of the trolling and instigates it all.
3: I, I, I can, I can tell you right now, as far as views, uh, me and Dick are like polar opposites, and uh, pers- a lot of personality and everything just polar opposites. But I, I still love that he is unapologetically himself, and. Uh, We've met him uh, a few times, and he's just, you know, there's there's people that you see how they are online, and then there's people uh, you see how they are in person.
1: Yeah, but I I think you like him because you were one of the lucky ones. He likes you guys. If he didn't like you guys, it would be a whole other story. And you know, you are Cody. You you and Jess are both unapologetically yourselves. But you're not mean to people. You really aren't. You don't go on social media.
3: <laughs>
1: Listen, I, I I'm not saying everyone has their moments, but I I, I don't see you do that. Anyway,
0: okay. Well, no, I want to say, like, yeah. touching on that, Jess and Cody. I was coming on here expecting to not like you.
1: He says this to every guest.
0: No, but 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 that's like I say it to every guest because I you know I assume I generalize all people that have been on reality shows. But after watching a lot of the the stuff on YouTube, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna get along with them. I don't know if I'm gonna like like them. And I, I kind of like you guys. And it's not just they're, they're for the very coffee. Normal. Very. Normal.
2: Why do you generalize? Why do you generalize someone who's been on re- reality TV? What is it about reality TV people?
1: He thinks they go on because to be because they're thirsty and they want the fame and they want the attention. So Many he's, do. Yeah, well, that's the but thing. The
2: reason, but the reason I went on the show is because I watched it with my father my entire life growing up. I didn't apply. They asked me to be on the show and my dad passed away. So it was a very sensitive issue for me and I did it for him. So it's not like I applied to be on a bunch of reality TV shows to be famous or anything of that nature. I did it for very personal reasons.
3: I think with the Bachelor franchise, that happens a lot.
0: Yeah. And and so, and Jess, I totally understand what you're saying, but I think it's like with most things that the few ruin it for the many. Right? So it's like, I watched when you won the comp and it was on the anniversary of your dad's death and that, I fully started crying during that. I lost my dad three and a half years ago, so I, I get it. And like, when you have that bond, do, now do I believe that you were on it for the right reasons? Yeah. And I think the 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 situations that came up and there was a lot of you know hate in the house I, I see it that it's it's not just as simple I'm sitting here watching at home and it's so easy to be like I don't like that person I love this person this person's an asshole but when you really get to know everybody it's not just as simple as yeah it's it's easy for somebody to be so mean behind a keyboard but when you see the person in, in you know in real life it's like oh this person has feelings this is a real, real well person.
3: It, it it goes to how smart the audience is too because if if you see somebody who's being like you said like thirsty uh, as opposed to somebody who's genuine I I think those things do shine through like regardless of how they try to edit somebody uh, or whether somebody watches the live feed or not like I I do believe those things shine through and I think that was part of the reason why me and Jessica ended up uh, with the popularity that we
0: did do you think you were both accurately represented in the editing for how you were in the house?
3: Me, you didn't watch,
2: so he, you don't know.
3: But I, I, I mean, I can tell just from the clips that I've seen that I, I, I can see the direction that they tried to push either of us in. Uh, but you, when you're when you're in there for as long as we were, because it was at least almost half the season, right? Yeah
2: seven
3: weeks for me eight weeks. yeah, Both for seven were out, yeah. So, so it was almost half the season and, and i mean no matter how much you try and edit somebody at the beginning of the season to make them look like whatever uh the, the genuine side shines through like the, there's only so much they can do with an edit and, and and you know people say that uh producers tell people what to say in the, the diary room but that's that's not accurate people say what they want to say and uh Producers do have more influence over some people than others, but uh, with me and Jessica, they, they really didn't have much influence. In fact, I thought Jessica would often piss off the producers just because they would ask her to go in there all the time, and she would refuse, or ref- she just wouldn't play by their rules.
1: Jess is extremely hard-headed. You cannot get her to do something.
0: <laughs>
1: well, because she doesn't want to do something, like, forget be- it. I don't, I don't even try anymore.
2: They they would try to like they would see oh, Cody and Jessica are fighting right now. Let's pull Jessica into the diary room and get her to talk about it. Oh, Cody and Jessica are having like an, an intense conversation about something important. Let's pull Jessica into the diary room and get Jessica to talk about it. When I'm arguing with my boyfriend, I, I'm mortified that it's already on national television and I'm not going to talk to you about it in the diary room because I don't want it to make the T V. Like I'm embarrassed. So if I don't talk about it in the diary room if i don't talk about something i don't want on an episode in the diary room chances are it won't make it to an episode unless cody talks about it because they're not going to have just the clip without anything in the background to discuss it so i would just you know producers do things to man- manipulate situations all the time so I, it was my way of taking control of my own narrative and i think that that's important when you go on reality television at the end of the day when you leave that set it's you have to deal with whatever was put on television and you're the only person that has to deal with it. Producers don't have to deal with it. They get to go home to their regular lives. So if you don't want to talk about something, you need to know that that is your right not to talk about it. They don't own you and your character as a person.
3: And, and, and the producers, you, you kind of notice if you're smart enough right away in the season, how they, how they, uh, how they, Get sound bites because it's all sound bites. Everything you say is is like one sound bite that they can play or, or not. And uh, I I remember being there in there right away, and I think they got me once or twice. But uh, so they start having a conversation with you, and then they ask you how you feel about something, and so you you say in a sound bite, "This is how I feel," and then they'll say, "All right, could you could you sort of add this at the beginning?" So then you say what they want you to say at the beginning, and then you say what you. Uh, what your opinion is. And then they'll be like, all right, go ahead and add this to the end. So then, you know, at the beginning, and at the end, you're saying what the producer wants. And then at the end of it, they're like, all right, now let's just do one, one bite where we just take out that whole middle part.
1: Yeah. I listen, I you know think, all but, too well what, what uh, editing yeah. is. And, and it's a
2: just, real thing. Yeah. Um, I, I want to tell a quick story. When we were at our finale party, I'll never forget this, and I'll never forget the look on this woman's face. I had this little girl come up to me. She was a, woman. She was a grown woman, but she was really tiny. She came up to me at our finale party, and she was camera drunk, and she, worked at, she was one of the camera operators. And she said to me that she was running the cameras when I came in one, to the diary room one session, and I was bawling my eyes out, and I asked if we couldn't record this, and if I could just have a minute to like compose myself. And she was laughing hysterically, saying that she kept the cameras rolling and that that ended up being on an episode later, like way, way later, used in something, some kind of context that I was crying for something that I wasn't crying about. And seeing how funny she thought it was and in my pain told me everything that I needed to know when it comes to like filming. Producers are never on your side. They're they're on the side of keeping their jobs and making money. So 100% that so, and I but,
1: tell that to my clients all the time. But that's what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. And this is why they're amazing at their jobs. Right? They're not yeah. on your side. I tell people
2: just because producers are laughing at something you say doesn't mean that it, what you're saying is actually funny it means that they want you to keep going so that they can make you look bad for what you're saying
3: or 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 if there's any kind of sad moment they'll they'll put on like a real somber voice like so there's
1: there's a lot of talk right? there's a lot of talk right now about production helping Mickey get to where he was do you think that's true
3: I I, I'm more on the doubted side and, and I'll tell you why uh, they just there's so much that they wouldn't tell us you know even when we tried to to fish for it um, basically unless um, unless there was some kind of, of physical threat made or because I'll tell you I, I said I was gonna like punch Josh one time and so they brought me into the dye room and they were like you can't say that physical threats you can't say that. It's like, okay, that's understandable. Next time we'll have to, uh, you know, whatever, reprimand. I don't, I don't even know what the process is. It would eventually lead to an expulsion from the House if you continue some kind of, like, threatening behavior. So, And I'm pretty sure everybody on our season got called in at least once for threatening somebody with physical violence of some sort. Uh, but other than that, they, they let it fly. Like There isn't a whole lot of situations where if somebody says something, no matter how bad it is, you know, they let it fly. I mean, think about what they were saying about me. Like they were, they, they were trying to say that I had PTSD from the war and that they were going to try and trigger it to get me to snap. And they, I mean, they let them go on with it. Awful. Wow. You're bringing
1: things up now that I remember it was, it was so below the belt. Some of the things that happened on your season. Okay. Let's brighten this mood. Your fans want to know, and this is going to be the last question. What are you dressing Maverick up as for Halloween? And what are you guys dressing up as?
2: I don't know yet. Oh, <laughs> I want it. I I haven't, I haven't figured it out. I know we're gonna do a family we're gonna do a family um, costume get up. I don't know yet.
1: Okay, well, because that answer wasn't great, I'm gonna ask you one last one because we got so many, but we can't touch all of them. How has having Maverick changed your life? Obviously, that's just how such has, a basic question, but how really? Like, how has it changed the dynamic between the two of you? Do you find it harder? How does it change your everyday life? What does your days look I mean, like? It's made us closer,
3: that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, she's such a cool baby. I say it all the time, she's such. a – We got so lucky. I
1: don't know. And Jess was, yeah. Jess was devastated when she found out it was a girl really? devastated yeah <laughs> like and she felt guilty for feelings so so upset about it but but you know what I couldn't imagine having yeah. a boy like
2: I thought having a girl was gonna be a nightmare but she's just like the coolest easiest thing in the world that now I'm terrified to have a boy I am really scared to have a boy I feel like he's gonna be a little monster there's no way like if girls are this easy the boys must be the monsters and I must have had it backwards
0: so often you hear that like the the father is really looking forward to having a son. Cody, were you?
3: Uh yeah. Uh I could I could go for a son. Mm-hmm. I I mean, we're going to keep trying until uh we eventually have a son as well. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. No, I'm I'm very I'm very happy. You know, I mean, I I know the parents say that just as long as the kid's healthy, but it's true. She's a well, she's Cody has two. Healthy.
1: Cody has two girls. So let's get real. You want that boy for the next one.
3: The boy's coming. Jess, me, and Jessica have already talked about this. The boy's going to come.
2: Well, we decided we were going to save this for the interview with you, um, but we are officially pregnant.
1: Stop! What? She's
3: no. Are you lying? Yes, yeah, he's lying. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God, my heart just oh, no, no, stopped.
1: No, no. I was like, wait, 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 <laughs> You're, s- all the time.
0: You're such an you know
1: asshole. What? If I could hang up on you right she, she now, does, I like, would.
3: She does this kind of stuff to Lori all the time. Like. Oh, my God.
0: That was so <laughs> I was like, we
1: just started getting back to work, Jess. Now she's pregnant. Oh my no, God. but it's going to happen sooner than you think. I actually
2: have, we have our six-month checkup. We're all going to go on Monday. And we're going to discuss, you know, when we can start trying again.
0: That's great news.
1: Listen, yeah. I know you have two already, but, you know, you have the baby at home mostly. Going from one to two in a household is its next level. But I know you know that because in the <laughs> summers differ. you you had yeah. about four girls there. Cody's yeah, nieces. Four, his, but they yeah.
2: were self-sufficient. Cause they were 7 and 12 so they were self-sufficient and they helped a lot with Maverick so that's a completely different dynamic um but I'm very aware that two is going to be different like it's really easy for us to travel right now because my mom and Maverick are so close but I can't imagine leaving her with two little ones and us going somewhere so I'm very aware that it's going to be different
3: but don't you think kids grow up when the other one's like born so Maverick will kind of I don't know. I just I feel like the oldest one's always a little bit more self-sufficient when the, there's a younger one getting taken care of.
0: Well, you have to grow up. Quicker. Maybe not. You're forced yeah. to grow up, quicker, right? for sure.
1: Not for me because mine are twins. So. So they're
0: both uh, they're, screwed.
3: They're both screwed. <laughs> is it, now, now, now is one more helpful than the other, Lori?
1: I wouldn't say they're helpful. No, but you know, my brother just had a baby actually around the same time as as Maverick was born, they're around the same age, but Maverick was a little bit premature. They are so sweet with her. And they're just their their characters and demeanors are so different when around this baby. They're they're more cognizant of their surroundings. They're gentle. So I don't maybe I need to have a third. I don't know. So they act more like that yes! at home.
3: Do it. No, no. That's a, that's a good idea. Because I I know what you mean there's almost like a switch that clicks on and uh kid's heads when they, you know somebody younger is around like they can't be
0: the young ones in the room anymore.
1: No, and they're just want to be I don't nurturing and helpful
0: heart. and it's it's cute.
1: But no, at home they're savages. Complete and utter <laughs> savages. <laughs> awesome. Can we name a giant savage?
3: Oh, I'm fine with that. You like that? I
1: kind of like that.
3: i'm still in shock
1: are you pregnant i'm calling you after this because (laughs) are you gonna make me pee on a stick
0: (laughs) (laughs) that'll be the cover photo for the podcast
1: (laughs) wait wait till this is like our little like teaser video that goes online just saying i'm pregnant Uh, everyone's gonna swipe up to to listen to this podcast and just be disappointed
3: you have your sound soundbite <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely we're gonna use that sound yeah, bite. producers thank you
0: guys thank you so much it's, it's been really nice getting to know you thank you so much for coming on
3: yeah pleasure and uh, congrats on uh, soon soon to have that baby thank you
2: bye, bye.